This podcast contains adult language. Starting now. Hello, and welcome to yet another episode of All the World's a Cage podcast that delves deep into Nicolas Cage's jet-setting filmography, one movie at a time. But this isn't just a podcast, folks. It's a celebration! Come along with us to, <laughs> man, I don't obviously even want to chronicle where this movie goes. A dialysis clinic, then later a dialysis clinic, but in Osama Bin Laden's cave. But also Justin Gary's head. See the triumphant return of that voice Nick does that he thinks is really funny. Watch him play a guy who seems both horrible and sad, and then watch a woman fall hopelessly in love with him, and laugh at a couple of parts because there's some decent people in this one. So pull up a god in America and justice and freedom and doing what's right. We watched the 2016... 22... <laughs> no, that's the year. You got it. Drive it home. Drive it home. Come on, come on, baby. Army of One, starring Nicolas Cage as Gary Faulkner, a man who is real? What if What if somebody is like, oh, that's cool, a Nick Cage podcast, I should listen to that. And that's how it starts for them? Uh, so, can I just say, um, that's not how the man talks. It's, I mean, it's pretty, fu- oh wait, the real guy? No. Wait, 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 <laughs> hold up, hold up. Yeah. I'm your co-host, Josh. <laughs> one of these days, we're going to get it, guys. We're going to get it one of these days. I'm your co-host, Sean. I'm your co-host, Jeff. I'm pretty sure I was clipping through the majority of that, too. So. Oh, I'm sure I'm sure it looks like a brick wall. <laughs> uh, Sean, what, was you, what were you saying? Gary does not talk like that at all. In yeah. real life, you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that he was He talks like a normal blowing. dude. At the end of the movie, when you, there's the clip of the real guy. He just sounds I mean, like a real normal guy. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. The like, tone of his voice sounds like the tone of voice of a normal guy. I mean, yeah, yeah, but he doesn't seem like he has, like, whatever volume modulation thing Nick has going on, where he screams <laughs> yeah. all day. Yeah, like, Fuck you me. know... My dad called me a jackass, but that was only because I got kicked in the head by a mule. Like, no, that's not quite how it happens. No. Like, so <laughs> had you guys seen this movie before? Yes. <laughs> so I was convinced that I had not seen this movie. Like when we were talking about doing this one, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember hearing about that. Like, uh-huh. I. I, I'm I'm excited. I think this is going to be a good, funny one. I I like it. Yeah. It's the di- director is a guy who did a bunch of writing on Seinfeld and Curb Your Enthusiasm. I love those shows. This is going to oh, be good. Okay. And then like and then like two minutes into it, I was like, oh, I've totally seen this movie. I've totally really? seen it before. How did you find this? I don't know if I was like drunk or what. I mean, yeah. it's certainly possible. <clears throat> this movie came out in 2016. I drank more then than I do now. Five years ago. Yeah. Same. But, so so I guess it's possible that I've seen this movie too. But <laughs> I don't I don't believe that I have. I think this was a I think this was uncharted waters for me. Uh, uh 
Oh, also, I want to add a disclaimer here. I am sick, in case anybody can't tell. And I also did not like this movie. Um, <laughs> so let's make let's make us a content. So sick on two fronts. Anyway, two fronts. Uh, this is yeah we yeah we were living on what 60th Street or whatever that was like, you know that yeah yep, so yep, like yep. that was yeah we were all roommates yeah um, I remember because when this came to DVD I rented it and oh okay there's so, a little at whack lore for you guys by the way we used to be yep. roommates well we're gonna piece we're gonna piece that out throughout the episodes yeah that's. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you feel like you're friends with us yet? Because I heard that's important for podcasting. Mm-hmm. How are you? How was your day, listener? <laughs> well, if you're doing laundry right now, don't worry. Separating the colors from the whites, is, it's not that big a deal. It doesn't matter. As long as, it's, as long as you're not washing, like, you know, a dark piece of clothing, mm-hmm. like, for the first time. Yeah. First then time, you, you got every, it, yeah. You fuck everything up. Yeah. Jeans, separate separate by themselves but mm. I, I don't have to tell you this you're a pro yeah. you listen to a lot of podcasts doing laundry good for you good for you yeah i yeah if you're listening to this if you're if you're a podcast person i'm sure there's just never a dirty dish in sight you know you're <laughs> always on top of the dishes you're always on top of your laundry you know you're mm. someone who washes their jeans like once a week you or know? your your stardew valley farm is fucking booming any oh, any man. task <laughs> that involves both of your hands but not your ears Nice. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. So let's talk about this movie a little bit. Um, where do you guys want to start? You know what? Let me give you the gist if you haven't seen this movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a segment that we do usually about 10 minutes into the episode when it's far too late for anybody to actually glean any useful information from it. But I'm going to put it here. Uh, the gist of this movie is that it follows a real person, asterisk, uh, who hallucinated while he was undergoing dialysis in 2004 and believed that God told him to go to Pakistan and kill Osama bin Laden. Uh, and then he went and tried to do it uh, like a bunch of times. I think he went like 11 times. And I don't he, actually know how real it is in real life. Uh, he went, he went, he attempted to go twice by boat and seven mm-hmm. by plane. Seven times by plane. And they let him keep doing it? Uh, no, sometimes it would be like he would arrive in the Middle East and then they'd be like, no, <laughs> go back. Well, go back. no, 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 not you. <laughs> oh, this fucking guy again. God damn it. Gary, we, yeah, Gary, we talked about this. Get back on that this. plane you just got off of. Yeah, Gary, here, we talked about like, this for like an hour, man. You cannot, you got to get back on the plane. Yeah, here's a tiny glass bottle of rocks that says Israel Rocks on it. Now get out of here, you scam. Get out of here. Oh, also, there is another subplot of the movie where he falls in love with a woman who falls in love with him somehow. Life uh, finds a way, Josh. Life finds a way. That's unbelievable. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you, are, you, are you quoting Jurassic Park right now? I am quoting Jurassic Park always. Yeah, all the time on a daily basis. I say that to myself in the mirror every day, every morning. Yeah, <laughs> Josh, if those right. dinosaurs could do it, you can do this. Um, do what? Just it. eat a bunch of rocks this. so they could digest leaf matter. Dinosaurs Sorry. didn't eat rocks. Oh, maybe they did. I wasn't. I'm not I a paleontologist. I guess, I guess I can't argue with that. 
Then why are you? Why are they sleeping in a bunch of rocks? Oh my god, we are some getting animals, sidetracked. Some animals okay. do actually eat rocks for digestion, but we'll. <laughs> so now I'm gonna Google that. Hold on. Does anyone so, want hey, to talk about? Hey, if Army anybody wants one. a. Anybody on the, the internet wants to fight me over that, send us an email. I'd like to see you start. Like, period. <laughs> wow. Send one. Sean's coming nice in Nice try. I doubt Our it. Argumentative tone. That's always a good one. <laughs> That's always a good tone to strike well, on your podcast. Hey, yeah, hey, we, um, we've already encouraged them for doing laundry. Good for you. Now uh, teach me some dinosaur facts. Well, uh, here's one. Uh, according to Berkeley, yeah, dinosaurs probably ate rocks. Boom, baby. They're called gastroliths, and they help with digestion. So I guess that is true. Okay. So anyway, um, you guys know what's hilarious? Apparently just like Pakistan. (laughs) Yeah, which they didn't even shoot in Pakistan. They didn't? So it's like, no, they shot in Morocco. Oh, okay. It's fake, fake Pakistan. Hmm. Um. Yeah, boy. Hey, that's you can you shoot know, in, that's probably if you can fool people by shooting in Toronto and saying it's New York, yeah. you can do anything. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's probably for the best they didn't shoot in Pakistan, right? That's probably yeah. good. That's probably fine. It's probably for yeah. the best for them and also for Pakistan, probably. Uh, okay, so Josh did not like this movie. No. Sean, hit me with your take on this film. I mean... It's not one that I'm going to be going back to that well a lot, but I enjoyed it. It was funny. Does that make me a bad person? <laughs> no, it doesn't make you a bad person. I mean, person, they shot buddy. it like it was like a, what do you call it? Um, like a rest of development or something. So, yeah, it's it yeah. just like, it's, it's like a comedy. Like, it's definitely meant to be funny. Oh, yeah. I thought it was sure. funny. And I mean, especially like, like the accent, like Nick Cage is doing throughout it. It's just, it's funny. It's, He's doing a bit. It's great. And that's probably I, what yeah. it was. Cause I did, I hated his voice in this movie. Oh, and I think that's kind that's going to be like the, the demarcation, the divider is like, if you, if you think that voice is funny, then you're going to like it. And if you don't welcome aboard to my side who didn't enjoy yeah, it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I I enjoyed the voice. I don't know if it's just because we've been it. doing this podcast and like compared. So where would you rank this on voices? Like, is this above or below Peggy Sue got married for you? Oh, Pe- voice, voice. <clears throat> Peggy Sue is the floor for sure. Yeah. OK, <laughs> so we agree on that. Yeah, that's definitely that's... the worst voice we've encountered. There's no there's no more barrel underneath that one. OK, OK. Um. I don't even yeah, know. When you, when you hear him say Wang, uh, yeah. <laughs> Wang. Okay. Yeah. Wang. Other than other than that very extremely good line that we love. No, I think I'd probably put this like close to that though. Somewhere around that. Maybe second or third worst. Um, I don't know. You know what it was? The, and this kind of ties into something else I wanted to talk about. Is that just the character of Gary just reminds me of people I've met and like worked with at jobs you mm-hmm. know what i mean those kind of people who were like how do i put this politely your best work friend I the mean, guy at work who who when he starts talking to you you go yes finally yes i yeah. love my conversations with gary Ugh. this guy's the best the person when you look at the schedule and you go oh 
I'm next to them all day. Yay! No, I mean, like, you know, the person who's, like, just insanely opinionated and, like, weirdly confrontational. Like, if you disagree with them, they won't just be like, oh, okay, well, you know, agree to disagree. They'll, like, get in your shit about it. Mm -hmm. But they're also, like, really smart in a strange way, but not in a way that kind of gels with society at large. (laughs) They're the kind of people who, like, have a house out in the country because they can't live in a city and then when they die you, it turns out they buried like three million dollars in gold on their property it's like one of those kind of people you know what i mean yeah but gary did not have a house i know but still like that <laughs> sort of person and that was mm-hmm. i think why it bothered me so much because it just reminded me of folks like that yeah i i do i do hate this personality type like when i saw him walk like okay when he goes into the sporting goods store to like procure his hang glider and he walks up to the counter and there's like the you know the shopkeep like shopkeeper guy there yeah i just instantly was like nope 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 Mm nope nope i can't i can't i can't watch a scene i can't watch a scene we're too long in customer service i hate it i hate Mm -hmm. it i hate it or anytime (sighs) yeah or anytime he's at the airport oh my god oh god you feel bad. You feel bad for those people in customer service, dude. But yeah, like, <laughs> what, what would your hang gliding pump up jam song be? Okay, like, I mean, clearly it wouldn't be Tom Petty. Get get the fuck out of here with that. Like, like what that Tom Petty song would you even pick that. to get jump jacked up to <laughs> hang glide? I know it was the stupidest thing I ever heard I, in my I, life. You know what? I did agree with Gary on that one. That was a really bad answer to that question. <laughs> there are a million bands out there. And literally any of them would be better than that. Yeah. Fucking so oh. stupid. I just imagine, like, every time he was, like, you know, or constantly in his brain, like, it was just that, um, like, Team America theme song. Like, just, like, America, fuck yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just on repeat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, like, yeah. Th- this guy is, like, super patriotic, but also, like, doesn't really dig the government which is always an archetype that is confusing to me it's like trying to like connect yourself to a national like a national identity where you directly oppose everything the government is doing is really weird to me i don't know if you guys feel the same way yeah kind of i you know not to get too political but you should always be able to Mm -hmm. criticize your government um yeah yeah, yeah, I don't know. Sure. He and I mean, America does have the best chicken wings. Maybe. I mean, that's true. Probably not. I mean, most yeah. likely not. But that is true. I'm willing yeah. to. I'm, I, willing, I'm not going to die on that hill. I, I actually really liked that line where he's like, "America." Ha- I'm not going to do the voice. America has the best <laughs> chicken wings in the world. Please. Well, probably. I haven't been everywhere, but I'm pretty sure that America probably has better chicken wings than this place and this place. Like. I, I thought that was funny. I yeah. actually see I actually liked his performance and the portrayal of the character. I thought yeah. some of his like comedic timing was like very good in this movie in a way that like he's not I mean it's really over the top. Yeah. You know, which is something he's like noted for, way but I think in top. this movie he's he's delivering things really differently than he does in a lot of other movies. Yeah, for example, like when he brings the Sundays 
over to like the house and like gives it to the little girl and mm-hmm. this girl cannot talk so she she he's just like oh which one do you want chocolate or butterscotch yeah. damn it you got butterscotch i i guess i mean chocolate again like that was funny yeah i, I thought that whole thing was like oddly bizarre but still charming yeah it's kind of sweet the like <laughs> yeah sweet you know yeah that's true like i can i kind of bought that interaction that relationship there weirdly yeah yeah i mean though those like more human parts of the movie were felt really sweet to me my biggest problems with this movie were like structural like the pacing was really weird yes uh you know jumping ahead quite a bit here but the the end he's got this like really heartfelt speech where he's like he's like no you know i i think you know, it's it really is best if I just hang it up and you know, I wanna I wanna be with you guys and then it's like, Oh, but he changes his mind again and he wants to go yeah. back and then that's just the end and I'm like I mean I get that this is based on a guy who went to do this same thing a bunch of times yeah. or whatever, but you're still trying to tell a story here, right? Like Yeah. You for know sure. Yeah. It, it just, like, they played to a, a natural ending that, you know, wasn't rewriting the playbook or anything, but was pretty emotionally satisfying, and then they were just like, eh, fuck it, actually. Yeah, he'll he'll go back again, off camera. Yeah, and, like, like if, they're already, if they're already taking all these liberties with the real-life story, why not just also take that one? Yeah, totally. Yeah, for sure. Um, so there are a bunch of other people in this movie. Uh, one of them is Russell Brand. Who plays God? Yeah, I, mean, I really liked him. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, the cast of this movie is absolutely stacked. Mm-hmm. Like, pretty much love everyone. Yeah, in the cast, like not only from their careers at large, but like I think that really everyone does a pretty good job in this movie. Yeah, you know, Russell Brand is in it, like I said. Paul Shear is in it. He's great. Yeah, Pickles. Um, Shout out to Pickles. <laughs> Wendy McCovey uh, from Reno 911 plays the love interest, and I thought she did a great job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then it's got Rain Wilson and some other guy. And... Yeah, Dennis O'Hare. He was the one who I wasn't really that familiar with, but uh, I, I thought Rain Wilson, you know, bit part in this movie, but I thought he was excellent. And also... Yeah, he was really funny so handsome so handsome with a beard i know you put a beard on a rain wilson and it's just like god damn i want a piece of that cake where was this rain wilson the whole time where's my dwight at it's not my dwight uh and then yeah the other guy dennis o'hare was great i'm 100 percent sure i have seen him play death in something or a mortician right like he's he looks like he would play that i'm gonna look him up sure Oh yeah, yeah, he was on. Uh, he's been on American Horror Story a bunch. Mm, okay, never really watched too much of that, yep. but it's it's all right. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's ringing endorsement. It's Josh. fine. I mean, you know, season by season. Um, yeah, I've, I mean, yeah, I've yeah. heard it's a mixed bag. How old is Gary supposed to be, by the way? Because in the beginning of the movie, he's like, well, in the flashback scene with the bully. He's like 10. Yeah. And then it says like 35 years later. Uh-huh. But he doesn't look 45. He looks like Yeah, 65. also he does he does not the same he does not look the same age that Wendy does. No. Yeah, the age um 
Okay, this is more of the behind the scenes, whatever. But yeah. He said he was like in his fifties um, when he was on the View or the Tonight Show. I forget which one I was watching. <laughs> There's not a lot of information about that man on the internet, and so I ended up just watching a bunch of clips of uh, him doing like, you know, interviews on the View and the Late Show, and then some other like local news. Anything good? Yeah, well... Um, or do you want to save view, it for the... I don't know. It's fine. It's not really, like... It, it didn't go very... very. Uh, it it doesn't paint him in the best light, really. Oh, I, uh, well, I really want to hear it now. Uh, well, that, that's shocking to me, because <laughs> programs like The View, I just think of as being this beacon of journalistic integrity that really, like, you know... They have the best guests, you yeah. know, the best interviewers. So it's I'm yeah. surprised to hear that. I mean, if the view can't serve as our north star for journalistic integrity, what can? Mm. Oh, absolutely. I've said that from the beginning of this podcast. Also, um, I would like to issue a correction. <laughs> Sorry, I have to make a correction for something I said earlier. Her name is Wendy McLendon Covey. Um, and there's actually only a six year age difference between them, but it looks like 20. Yeah, well, I, I I don't know. I mean, I guess, you know, you are supposed to just take that like like, OK, so when we're introduced to the character of Gary Faulkner, he is a, woken up by a cell phone call. He's been sleeping at a job site yeah. where he's surrounded by like, I don't know, a half dozen to a dozen empty beer cans, you know, so yeah. you kind of take it that it's like he's been doing some hard living, you know, that's true, like. I mean, they don't like usually in movies when they like super age up characters, they they are like, you know, dealing with rougher stuff than just being like a weirdo who drinks a little bit with his buddies. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. But she works like four jobs. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, that's how we're introduced to the character. And then I think the next thing is that he the next thing we see is him running around Home Depot telling people not to buy stuff that's built in foreign countries yeah yep. uh, which kind of uh racist yeah, reasons yeah. a little bit yeah like one of them was like don't buy that they take smaller shits than we do and i was like well okay yeah <laughs> uh, not I'm not great. sold on this guy and yeah, don't buy a faucet from some place in a country where people don't take showers. Yeah, yeah. again, and it's scary. Uh, so there, but there's other things in this movie, like the his his relationship with the daughter, yeah. where he's like, you know, talking about you know her in this non PC way, but you can tell it's coming from a good place, and like he treats her with a lot of respect. He's just not using you know the agreed yeah. upon language or whatever. And that's, like, very humanizing, but the shit in the fucking Home Depot is just, like, it's not, it yeah. doesn't, I don't know if it was well, supposed to be the same, but. Yeah, Whoopi Goldberg brings that up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm gonna need you to go ahead and send me a link for that. Yeah, interview. I've gotta see that. Oh, boy. I'll, I'll drop it in the Discord. Yeah, alright. Oh, another thing about this movie, um, also, is that our main character is an unreliable narrator at times because there's some scenes like for instance when him and his friends go to the casino because he thinks god told him to do it 
I'm skipping ahead a little. It's, we're going to do some of this out of order. Um, yeah, yeah. And he gets, you know, attacked by a bunch of, um, like, cartel people who steal all his money. We learn that that didn't actually happen. And there were a few other parts where it was, like, revealed after the fact that it was a hallucination. Yeah, so it keeps coming back to the he's skipping dialysis yeah. a lot. And so it's bringing on these hallucinations. And, yeah, that's what you're supposed to believe uh, is happening, I guess. Like, it happens multiple times through the movie. And mm-hmm. it's, I mean, it's kind of funny. I mean... You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> the the sword fight with Osama bin Laden. I was like, that's kind of that's like a funny idea. Yeah, like that's the kind of thing that you would write in like an like a rough draft overview. You would write down like Gary has a sword fight with Osama bin Laden and you would be like, that's pretty funny. Yeah, um, the the use of an unreliable narrator in a what's basically a strictly a comedy film is is a really interesting choice i feel like that you know has been used a lot more frequently in like dramas and like thrillers you know like your memento type stuff Um, your jokers your fight clubs yeah uh, so i thought that that was really interesting and uh it did set up some some unique moments and and let them do some really over-the-top things yeah, you know, it was kind of interesting. It let them be a little bit more um, fantastic with it in some scenes and just kind of really go, like, way over the top while the rest of the movie... I See, I, the thing is, like, I don't know because some parts of the movie felt very grounded in reality and then other parts, like, the guy stamping his visa to go to Pakistan <laughs> because mm-hmm. he gives him, like, a two-second speech about freedom and justice. That was like, that's a little bit like, why are fantastic. you here? And he's like, right, to yeah. take care of business. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that's a little bit fantastic for being like, for the rest of the movie kind of being uh, a little bit more grounded in reality. Yeah, but his blood is going bad because he's that's not true. cleaning it. <laughs> God, his, his blood's going bad. Oh, shit. Yeah, I don't know. I would have liked to maybe have seen some more visual differentiation between the two. It, it would have been interesting if they would have like, you know, shot the more surreal sequences in like a more surreal way. Mm-hmm. Um, that could have made it a little less like choppy when they're like jumping back and forth between the two things. Um, because yeah. they're visually, they're not, really distinct at all it's just kind of like oh some crazy shit is happening all of a sudden so this probably isn't happening but yeah but then later like other crazy shit does happen and it's like oh okay so that one that actually happened he actually Mm -hmm. did attack those people with a sword in pakistan Mm -hmm. yeah but i mean even if okay even if it was showing what was actually happening compared to what he was seeing like I just imagined this movie kind of was like, you know, him at the bar stool. Like, if he was to tell you this story. Yeah. It would sound crazy fucking nonsense. Like, it would be. Yeah. It'd be nonsense. Like, yeah. It, just banana oh, pants. Yeah. But this and, is the sort of story that, like, a guy would be telling you at a bar and you would be like, let me get you another beer. Yeah, for You're sure. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And yeah. then what happened, Gary? 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, that's like another way that they could have presented this movie, uh, you know, that could have worked pretty well, I think. Like, if they would have framed it at just exactly that, you know, someone goes into yeah. a bar and they meet this guy and he yeah, real. tells them a story. Forrest like, Gump. Yeah, okay, all right. Well, yeah. when you say it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> instead of a bus stop, it's it's literally just a bar stool that, like, constantly he's, yeah. like, after five minutes of hearing this guy keep going, you're just like, I'm going to walk away now. <laughs> it's not like they got on a bus. They're just like, I'm just, I don't know. And then some other unsuspecting you know, person is just like, oh, I'll sit here. Oh, shit, what did I do? Yeah, like every time it cuts <laughs> back to him at the bar stool, he's talking, he's telling the story to a new person. A different yeah. person? That, yeah. That'd be funny, oh. yeah. And I, I just think this movie would have been way funnier if they had just stuck with, like, like, like a Forrest Gump tone. If the movie had been, like, describing what happened, but describing it as if it's this, like, amazing, touching, like, beautiful story. Like, that would be funny if it told it in that way. But it also makes fun of Gary a lot. So it's like, it's kind of hard to, I don't know. I thought one thing, one problem I have with this movie was that it feels like it is sometimes like you're supposed to feel bad for him and sometimes you're supposed to not like him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Sure. I, I could see that. <sighs> Just not, not fun. Um it's not funny that way, I guess, you know? Yeah. Like, like the times when Russell Brand is yelling at him and he's like crying. Really good oh, acting, by the way. Okay, yeah. I did want to talk about that, actually. Yeah. His in very weird, I mean, uh, like Nick makes a lot of weird choices in this role, and I'm not mm-hmm. here to begrudge him that. He's playing a weirdo, no. so he's going to have these weird mannerisms. That's fine. But the There's fact a reason that, like, we're making the podcast. Yeah. But yeah. the... The fact that, like, every time Russell Brand is, like, giving him the business, he's just, like, whinging and, like, recoiling and, like, mm-hmm. crying in this weird, off-putting way. It made me really uncomfortable, the, like, his mannerisms when, which, I mean, like, yeah, I guess if God was talking to me, I I'd mean, probably, I'd probably, yeah, actually, now, when I think back to when God spoke to me and commanded that I create a podcast with my buddies about Nicolas Cage. I guess I was actually crying a fair bit. When you were at dialysis? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that I think of it. You're crying a lot. So, okay, okay, that makes sense. That's why you were crying that day. Mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. And Um, rocking back and forth in your seat. Cool. Yeah, and then another thing that he says on The View is uh, he's not a religious man, per se. uh, Okay. But... uh, he, he believes that there's a God. God is a God. I mean, I don't know if it's the right one, but, you know, it's the, huh. uh, you know, I need, <laughs> when he needs something, you obey him. And it's like, okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever that, is, that fucking means. That's an incredibly agnostic take for somebody who thinks they've talked to God. Yeah, but I mean, if you talk to God, what are you going to do? Like, I mean, maybe your eyeballs. Like, Whatever you know. God says. Yeah, exactly. You, if he tells you to go, I mean, yeah, go to like you know Pakistan and you know kill Osama bin Laden. I mean, you kind of yeah. just gotta get in that canoe, start, you know, start your way over there. Yep, it's true. I mean, <laughs> yeah, shit. I guess. Or buy a boat, 
sell that boat, buy a plane ticket, you yeah. know, ask Pickles for money. <laughs> well, he asks his doctor for money, and his doctor gives it to him. <sighs> yeah, that's not great. Yeah, that was weird. I mean, I, I again, I get it. It's He's supposed to be charismatic. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I've met a lot of people that are charismatic, but like still wouldn't give them a thousand dollars for an engagement ring to i mean i don't know i guess i don't have i don't, I don't I have mean, maybe if i was making like doctor money yeah. if i was making like doctor money i might you know yeah yeah, yeah i've that, met a lot of people like gary i've met a lot of people like gary and i've met a lot of charismatic people they're different they're not the same people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. those two circles do not overlap yeah. um yeah he's he's entertaining he's not the most charismatic you know i mean his care as far as charismatic goes i mean he's like just like flat 10 maybe how do you mean you know maybe 11 mm. mm-hmm. oh i see yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. on a D scale yes wrote a zero on the ability modifier box mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh, <laughs> yeah whatever um uh <laughs> whatever the scale would be for like mediocre carpenter yeah, I feel like he's a flat 10, but his modifier is either a plus or minus six. Like some with some like every time he talks to a person, he just flips a coin and it's like you get a plus or a minus. Yeah, to he that took, one. He, he took he took like a feat. Like yeah. Personality <laughs> randomizer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also, an example of a, a good example of a character that has a pretty high intelligence score, but a very low wisdom score very low mm-hmm. that's a yeah this is a good example of that mm-hmm. yeah um i did like that he just had the samurai sword with him when he was in pakistan walking around that was very funny to me yes yeah mm-hmm. I, even the scene where he's like just cutting oranges while his like girlfriend's throwing them at him oh yeah it's awesome. very funny i thought that was that a was good scene awesome i like that part Especially when she cuts it, she's like, I get this. Yeah, Yeah, and exactly. You you cut an orange out of the air. Mm -hmm. You feel good. Of course you're going to feel good when you hit it. And and that's like the sort of thing that I think the movie needed a little more of as far as like fleshing out their relationship and Mm -hmm. why she likes him. You know, there needs to be like a little more. I mean, I get the like the stuff with the daughter He's really sweet to the daughter. And yeah. like, I, I thought that those moments were very endearing. And I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I'm not a parent. Maybe maybe that's all it takes. You just to be nice to someone's kid and then you're good to go. But I, I would have liked yes. to see a few more scenes where he's like, no, look at if you come over to the quirky side of life, it's fun over here or whatever. Yeah. And she's kind of buying into his weirdness. Like, all right, this is fun. I work a lot, so it's fun to do weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that's a good point. I would like a little bit more of that in this movie, please. Yeah. Because I, I thought that this the scene with the sword was really good. So Mr. Director, man, don't know your name. Uh, What did you guys think of Pickles and Roy? Is that Paul Shear and Will Sasso? Yes, yes. it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Do they are do they like Gary? Are they just making fun of him? I couldn't tell. Well, it seems like they worked for him at that moment when like she's he's building the ramp in the backyard. Yeah, <laughs> I kind of thought they worked with him. Yeah, I would have liked to see 
their relationship to him explained a little bit more because yeah. I thought that they were a little flat. Yeah, I was like, on one hand, I was like, okay, so these guys don't like him and they just like follow him around for the same reason that you like look at a car crash or something, you know, because they just want to see like, oh, what's what dumb shit is Gary going to do today? Yeah. But then at the same time, they let him like sleep on their couch for months yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And like they go to Vegas. I mean, when it's just like yeah. they're in the bar together, it's like, OK, there's like a guy at the bar, you know, you work with him. He's weird, but he's entertaining. That's yeah. fine. But they're clear. They're like friends with him. I think yeah, they are like, actually yeah. good friends with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, seems that way. I mean, I'm a big fan of Paul Shear whenever I see him and stuff. Same with Will Sasso. He's funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're both great performers. I just thought, I don't know, they're I, I couldn't tell if it was like maybe they were directed to have this like, I don't know, not lack of energy exactly, but they're just portrayed very neutrally. And I don't know if that was like a conscious choice to like you know, juxtapose Gary's behavior or what, but I don't know. They, they, they felt, mm. they felt kind of out of place to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, in a movie with a lot of over the top characters, it was strange in a movie with, now that you think about it, like almost universally over the top characters, it was weird whenever you ran into the few that weren't, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, like his were. doctor or his friends. Yeah, but they were they were normal people. The overtop characters are hallucinations. <laughs> like they're not real. Well, for the most part, Hold I agree up. with you. But like, what about the FBI guys? Like, they're what about the their yeah. patter is really like kind of has a like cartoonish t- like timber to it. I liked them. They were funny. Yeah, they, yeah. Yet again, comedy. I mean, it's trying to be funny. I don't. I th- I I didn't pull me out of the movie being like you know they're talking about oh you want to go undercover again or yeah just want to be undercover or something because you want to be like some sort of swish swiss fbi guy or not like was it 007 some nonsense yeah it was yeah silly like yeah the, i could just see that as two dudes that work in the fbi that are like uh we see each other a lot and we're in a foreign country i yeah. And I'm always a sucker for that. I'm always a sucker for the yeah. buddy cops, just like mm-hmm. um, uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. The buddy cops that have to work together but don't really get along super mm-hmm. well. I love mm-hmm. that. I'm a sucker for it. Yeah, It's a good archetype for sure. It's one of my favorites for sure. Yeah, you were talking earlier about the pacing of the movie, Jeff. It was kind of weird how fast he gets to Pakistan for the first time. Or I guess he doesn't. He, gets, he goes to Israel yeah. on the hang glider. Because, oh, but yeah, if you haven't seen this movie... His plan is to go to Israel and go to the top of a mountain with a hang glider and then hang glide into Pakistan because he can't get a travel visa. And, uh, and he does and, it like 40 minutes in. And, and Josh, does he, of course, then he purchases the hang glider in Israel, right? As one would do, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Well, because certainly they probably sell them somewhere there, right? Mm-hmm. You would imagine. Probably no country American flag ones. But... <laughs> you know what? Well, okay, that's now... a good point. You got me there. That's a good point. <laughs> Okay, okay. I would be pretty surprised if that was a thing you could get there. And it, you know what? And it did have to be an American flag one, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he gets there like, I mean, I guess it was like 40 minutes in, which isn't too late in the movie, but it felt weird. But it's just because I didn't realize he was going to do it multiple times over and over. Yeah, like, yes, it, I, I agree. It, it 
at the end of the movie, it, it makes more sense how things were laid out, you know, given that, you know, like the full sequence of events. But at that point in the movie, I was just like, oh, are we are we he like, are we just yeah. here now? Like, did we introduce all of these characters in America and now they're just going to be gone for the next hour? Like, yeah, I checked the timestamp because I was like, has it has like an hour and a half gone by and I didn't notice. Mm-hmm. No, apparently not. Um, can we talk more about Russell Brand? He's great. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, I absolutely loved his performance. Thought it was a very effective portrayal of like, you know, the version of God that Gary would be seeing, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. It is like the kind of God Gary would see when he hallucinates. Very pushy and in a kind of in a way sort of like Gary. Mm-hmm. like very confrontational very pushy uses a lot of like big language and um yeah except you know super charismatic because it's russell brand like i would if yeah. he told me to go do this i would probably do it oh absolutely and i mean For, yeah everybody knows you know when god speaks to you it's in a british accent <laughs> <laughs> yeah if god talked to me and had like a wisconsin accent i would be like uh okay <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> For sure. Like, no, oh, you got, oh, you got it, bud. Yeah, okay oh, there, yeah. bud. Gonna need you headed right on over to Pakistan there, eh? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just thinking about God with a Wisconsin accent. <laughs> and a bunch of people in Egypt, like, 4,000 years ago are like, why does he fucking sound like that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Ah, oh, shit. Like, did you guys think God sounds like an idiot? Because I kind of do. <laughs> Not that people from Wisconsin sound like idiots. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. That was a, that was a good save. Wow. Oh, I don't want to have, I don't wanna have said that. I don't want to have said that. <laughs> so, just no, just, well, thanks for listening, here. guys. <laughs> uh, take, take heed of my Ten Commandments. <laughs> and then it's just like, don't you know, bud? Oh, bud. Yeah, oh, I'm looking. Oh, Moses, bud. You're having I'm a real rough time at, down there, aren't you? I'm looking at the uh, geographic location information on our Anchor account right now, and it looks like you're safe. Not seeing any Wisconsin in here, so I think I think Wait, you got away with one on this one. Screen? Yeah. Good. We don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, oh, I mean, I do see some Minnesota on here, though, so you might mm. owe Minnesota. Oh, Minnesota <laughs> is like the cool Wisconsin. I've always said that. He's Haven't I? It. Yeah, you do always say that said a lot. It. You say it in really People from Minnesota are super smart. Yeah. Anytime anyone mentions Minnesota, I'm like, super smart, really handsome. Yeah, well, it's not... It's above average penises. Not, not even part. not even when we're talking about Minnesota. It's like, you know, we're about to have, like, a board game night, and I give you a call, and I'm like, hey, would you mind picking up some Burger King on the way over? And you say, yeah, absolutely, I'll do that. Also, Minnesota's way cooler than Wisconsin. Just wanted to remind <laughs> you of that, but I will get that Burger King for you. I'll be right there. Minnesota rules, Wisconsin drools there. I said it. <laughs> wow. Oh my god, I haven't... Sorry, I just spaced out. I was thinking about Minnesota. This hasn't <laughs> been a weird fucking tangent since, like, fucking we had to explain why I said Subway so much in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Uh, I mean, it's uh, fine. The, honestly, to me, I have, I've always thought that the comedies are always the hardest movies to talk about. Because how are, how can you be funny when you're talking about something that's funny? And the answer is, like, you pretty much can't. Okay. Unless it fails completely on every level, like Trapped in Paradise. Okay, so here's a thought exercise, you know. Um, yeah. Imagine this movie if Nick Cage didn't do the accent. Or the weird fucking voice he did. Okay. Would it be funny? Just his regular voice? Would it be funny? I think it would still have funny parts. Yeah. But... (laughs) I I, I, I need to remind the viewer or listener here. Uh, He doesn't talk like that in real life. No. That was a hundred percent choice. Very, like, I mean, a bit confident and a kind of stupid, but, you know. <laughs> Sounds like a real Wisconsin. <laughs> so, he, it's... <laughs> God damn it. I don't give a shit. Come come for me. State. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what, you're, you're going to have to walk. None of you idiots know how to drive, so. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so glad after 25 episodes we can finally lift the veil. Ugh. It has been exhausting keeping my endless ocean of anti-Wisconsin vitriol bottled up inside. Yeah. Yeah. I think, think let it's, it it's kind of that, um, you know, how East Coast, West Coast really hates each other or some mm-hmm. shit. But really, it's Midwest to slightly different Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. They're, it, that's, they're too similar to us. That's why we don't like them. Fucking <sighs> mm. mm. Yeah. Um, how? Hold on. Also... I'm he's sick. To, I, I have no perception of time. I had to he's check supposed how long to be in recording. Colorado, by the way. <laughs> what was he, that, this movie takes place in Colorado? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, when it's not Wait. Pakistan. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I for yep. sure thought this was in California because of all the parts. Oh, because he goes there to, like, get a boat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he also goes to Las Vegas, but that's not the main. I mean, part that's of it's true. I mean, that's the one thing was the the passage of time was not clearly laid out. Like, because apparently, I mean, the movie begins in two thousand four, and it ends in two thousand and eleven, right? Yeah, it's a so long there are, journey. What seven years during the course of this movie, and it doesn't feel like it. It feels like like a month. Hey guys, how old? is the daughter hey yeah okay that's a good question shouldn't she be like like an adult at the end of this uh-huh because i think she's probably like 12 at the start sure and then at the so, end she's probably what like 12 still okay. yeah not, like he, like he's still trying, exactly 12 i'm not trying to be mean or anything but maybe she in a figment of his imagination. Oh. I doubt it. That's a, That was meant to be a joke. I don't think... To be honest, the I, case. there was a time at the end of the movie when he knocks on her door for like the second to last time. Because they got into an argument because she's like, what you're doing is insane. Please stop you're doing drunk. this. <laughs> and then he was like, but I, babe, I gotta do it. And she was like, all right, let's have sex. Uh, (laughs) where you thought he was going to knock on her door and she was going to say, Gary Faulkner? I haven't seen you since high school. Yeah, (laughs) because she answers the door. She answers the door and like looks at him kind of confused and goes, what? And I was like, she's not real. Oh, man. 
but shit. no, she's real. Apparently, in different in a different world. So, um, I think we've talked a lot about a lot of stuff, but I think it's time for us to talk about Nick Cage more. I guess we've already covered him a lot now that I think about it. But let's. It's the format of the show. We now move on to this question in a very smooth segue. The question is, how is Nick Cage in that? I That's think, a good question, Josh. Why don't you go ahead and field that first? I would love to. He, and a lot of people have been saying this, he's always, and I always say this about Nick Cage, and you guys know I always say this, he was all right. He was fine. <laughs> you have said that a lot. I have said that a lot. I mean, I, he was good. Like, <clears throat> I, 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 he's one of those actors I always have a hard time, like, losing. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always kind of aware, like, oh, that's Nick Cage. Yeah. 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 You know, and even other characters, like, um, his girlfriend, you know, she wasn't like, that actress was good. She wasn't like, you know, fucking Meryl Streeping it. But like, I forgot that I was watching an actress. I was like, oh, that's just that character. I never forget with Nick. I'm always aware it's him. Except maybe I'm, Joe. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Meryl Streeping it? Mm-hmm. Um, She's like yeah, a good that's actress. Just, just being good? Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, I mean, like, I being Meryl like... Streeping something, I'm like, hey, that's Meryl Streep. I mean, I, okay, that was that's true. Cause that's kind of a bad example. Gary Oldman. Gonna, Gary Oldman. I'm just going to start applying that uh, term very broadly, you know, like <laughs> I... Uh, Gary Oldman, you know, he's I, not I, that tall. I make a really nice pizza at work. I'm going to be like, damn, I streeped the hell out of that thing. You know, like <laughs> Meryl Streep? Streep? Yeah, streep this pizza right up. Wow. Well, you know, like Meryl so, Streep? So you, you, you made the thing. chameleon People of pizzas that. It looks like a burrito or something? Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't even know this was a pizza. It was it was a good actor. Turns out this pizza, actually Meryl Streep, she was great. Oh, number two. Well, she's great in everything. But yes, how did you guys think Nick Cage was overall? Um, how did yeah. how did you think how was Nick Cage in that? How was Nick Cage in that? I'd say it was pretty good. I mean, you know, this is not like a dramatic role where he's like blowing it out of the water but i thought it was funny he was very entertaining that's what i wanted out of this one it's a good wasted time movie it's not like um yet again like a like a meryl streep kind of movie yeah it's not a meryl (laughs) streep movie you know i mean i (laughs) i had a little bit of doubt about this movie but that's a that's a meryl streep joke that's a meryl streep joke um but (laughs) I would say overall, like, I mean, yeah, entertaining. It's no Joe, mm-hmm. of course. It's no Joe because that is right. the highest. That is like, oof, pinnacle. pinnacle. That's the top. That's the top of the barrel. Whew. Yeah, that barrel, it's, it's just brimming with barrel. Joe. But this was, I'd say, like, you know, half a barrel. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I feel like he, this is one of those ones he wasn't, like, crazy about it. Barrel of laughs? Barrel I feel laughs? like he read the script and was like, yeah, I can do that. Yeah. But sure. I so here's what I want to know though is like did Nick Cage ever meet the real man he was portraying because portraying <laughs> yeah because it was like imagine like he's like oh boy they're making a movie about me and I'm on set wait is that 
Is that how he thinks I sound? <laughs> like, is that how I sound? <laughs> is that how I sound? Have I have I just always sounded like that? Nobody told me. No, mm. Gary. Turns out you sound like a normal man. Yeah, I mean, what, what if, you what say if, is ridiculous, but you know, what if when that's you, how you what, say it is normal. What if that's just how Nick Cage hears his voice? What if that's just how Nick Cage hears everyone's voice? Fuck it yeah. would explain a lot. <laughs> yeah. So how was Nick Cage in that? On Jeff. a scale of him getting to play Superman, which I think is his ultimate goal, because he loves Superman so very much, to paycheck, I would... <laughs> just a good just scale. a paycheck. Yeah, a exactly. Scale. That's from, from this movie was a paycheck to Superman. Yeah. I would put this at about a... Mm, One third of a castle. Six. Yeah. <laughs> I'd put six. this at a six. About a six on the okay. Well, yeah, I, sorry. Said, I said about a no, middle barrel. Yeah. How no, many how I, many repossessed how many I, repossessed castles is that? Yeah, no, third of a castle. See, that's better. I thought that if I set up that joke, the the funny part of my brain would, you know, deliver me up something good. Uh it did yeah. not. So instead I'm gonna I, reflect yeah. away from that and I'm gonna talk about Nicolas Cage in this movie. I alluded to this earlier. I I think he was pretty good in this movie. I think that his um, presentation of comedy was different than what we've seen in some of his other comedic roles, if that makes sense. Like, he's channeling more of, like, a Chevy Chase, almost. He does a lot of physical comedy in this movie. Like... If I were to, say, pay Nicolas Cage a real good compliment, I would say the scene where he gets on the motorbike during the market and attempts to drive it and ends up, like, going over the handlebars and knocking himself into some barrels and stuff. Yeah. I think he sold that scene great. I think it was funny. This movie's a comedy. It's, you know, like you said, Sean, this is like a... This is not a very deep movie, which is fine. You know, sometimes movies are just funny and that's totally okay. And I think that he absolutely brought the needed energy to the role. Oh, yeah. That kind of makes me think. So they they said that he didn't break any laws in in Pakistan, but. Right, but he did. He broke so many. But he He did. A whole bunch of He did steal a motorcycle and crash it into like a bunch of fruit vendors. Yeah. That's not illegal. He also chased people with a sword. That's not illegal. <laughs> Is it? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, they said he didn't break any laws. The defense rests. <laughs> uh, is opium smoking legal? Oh, probably. In Pakistan. I don't know. Because that's what he was doing, right? I, I thought okay, it was supposed to be like hash. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. He's always smoking oh, right. pot yeah, 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 yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. They did seem awake. But also... They all four of them were awake, so I guess that's yeah, probably probably not opium. But I mean, I guess he did just have, like, dental stuff done, so I kind of feel like it would have been. Mm. Mm-hmm. What, you mean when they rip a tooth out of his mouth and it's just... Yeah. That's, oh, that and the screams funny. he made that whole time were so unsettling. Pretty rough. Pretty, Pretty rough. rough, man. Yeah. You know what my yeah. favorite part of this movie actually was, honestly? It was Hit me with a the... real good compliment. Oh, yeah. It's time for good compliments. This is when we say nice things about the movie. 
Thank you, Jeff. I almost wasted my compliment. So <laughs> you're one. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make gotta make it count, guys. So I actually kind of liked the parts in Pakistan when he was meeting people from there, and they were talking and like becoming friends, and he mm-hmm. was sort of like opening just a tiny little bit, you know, like to the cab guy and um, to the two guys at his hotel, and to the guy he was showing like at a barbecue. You know, I was like, loved. I loved that bit. Yeah, I was like, I kind of like this. I would watch a movie of this, (laughs) of some super like xenophobic dude going to, you know, some country that he's terrified of, and then like, I I really enjoyed liking it. Spice. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, he he gets kicked out because he says, "Do you have any molasses?" And they thought he called them like a jackasses or something. Mm, mm. And he's getting kicked out of the spice place. Yeah, which is strange. Because, like, do they speak, like, do they all speak English in that scene? Or is that, like, a lone uh, curse word, maybe? I don't know, but I bet that shop smelled incredible. Oh, sure, for sure. Now that I think about it, jars, giant jars full of spices. Oh, my God, it looks so cool. I I bet it smells incredible, and I bet I could be inside for about 15 seconds. Before yeah, I, incredible, I incredible die. and overwhelming. Yeah, yeah. Like I, if if people wear perfume, I get like a crazy headache. That store, I would be like, this is amazing, and now I'm going to go dig a hole and die in it. Yeah. Well, on the on the, I guess, somewhat, you know, this is more of the uh, that view interview the interview on the view. Oh god, the view. Oh my god, yeah. it's hard to say it like that. Yeah, it's time for our new segment. <laughs> no. View interview viewing with Sean. Oh yeah. So well, I mean, besides <laughs> every, and every week we're like, Sean, what did they say on the view about this movie? And he's like, did not cover it. <laughs> did not cover <laughs> it. Moving um, on. Still just waiting for yeah. This is a, one of those standalone <laughs> segments. Uh, well, no, I still I have a compliment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. You Hit know, us with your good compliment. I didn't actually have a compliment. I set it up as if I did. Oh, um, damn it. The. <laughs> I know. I. This overall, like, I just thought this movie was pretty darn funny. Like, it's a good time. It's a good watch. Hey, if you're um this far into the podcast and you're still doing your laundry, maybe see if this is on uh one of them streaming things. You know, check it out. Yeah. Sure. It's worth. It's worth an afternoon while you're doing other stuff too yeah i guess i mean i would say like that wasn't a great compliment i'm sorry no it's you um, you've, no, you've been complimentary the throughout i, I, I also I, enjoyed the when uh, was it will uh will sasso, sasso gets yeah. stabbed in the arm uh that was fantastic i did also like that that was very funny. Oh, that was like, good yeah, because... i forgot about that part okay so there's at least <laughs> then, there's at least one weird scene then the flipping narrator guys says like oh well after a couple weeks he came back to the bar with nothing but a hurt pride or whatever and it's like that bar would still let him in like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah good point he stabbed a guy three times like i mean i guess if the guy doesn't care like i don't know what i don't know about that one actually bud i don't don't think even as i said if if i owned a bar that would not matter to me like if the victim was like, no, nah, no, it's it's cool. We work together. I'd just be like, well, that's great, and you can continue to hang out with this guy anywhere else in the world, but at this establishment. 
because he is no longer welcome here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, even as I said it, it felt wrong. And you're and you're <laughs> yeah. right. I feel like if the other guy was like, no, I'm fine with getting stabbed, I'd be like, well, I'm not going to let you in my bar anymore either. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you're know part why. of the problem. You're um, part of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, no. So Sean, you on have the like view, Fabio hair right now. On the interview view view of the on the on the yeah on that show with Whoopi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got it. I am so I am so lost now. You're all right, man. I have a fever, so it's like... What What did Whoopi say? <laughs> well, it's... I mean, okay, so he he makes... Co- uh, well, he, he uses a slur for Pakistani people, which is not great, but he says, it's cool because we're friends, and they're the nicest, warmest people well... that you'll ever meet. I had so much tea and cookies that I'm still pissing shy. Oh, brother. Anytime any person says, oh, it's cool, I can say that. I'm friends with them. Both of those statements are false. (laughs) It is not cool. It doesn't matter. You are probably friends with that person. But but then Whoopi Goldberg's like, um, Dog the Bounty Hunter said uh, something similar and wasn't very PC. Just to let you know, you should be aware of that. (laughs) yeah wow that's so a funny. that's a good way to put someone in their place compare them to dog the bounty hunter you're like you're just you're just like dog the bounty hunter so continue with your thoughts well i bet you i mean feel that's great. a compliment to this man that's, i mean yeah you're probably right he was like he was probably way into that he's, you're I, right. You know, he's like you're right i could probably pull off an armband with feathers he's thought he's definitely thought about it God, you're right. I am just like Dog the Bounty Hunter. I'm basically Wolf the Bounty Hunter. I mean, that guy's Strong. small potatoes compared to me. I went after Osama. Oh, and, and, boy. And yeah. Dog the Bounty Hunter has also thought about doing that. <laughs> yeah. I, I promise you. I guarantee you. I do not know the man personally, but I know enough about him to know that. He, he would probably watch this movie and be like, I could have fucking done that. I could have done it. So I think that's pretty much it for compliments. Unless Jeff, did you say one? Uh, yeah, my good compliment was about his physical comedy in. Uh, oh I, right, right. Spe- the example that I gave was with the motorcycle, but I think throughout, you know, like knocking over the kayaks. I think he sold that. He made it look, you know, natural. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah. That and was, by the way, that was, that was uh, on one, whoever set that display up. Yeah, yeah. those kayaks needed to be secured more than they were. You can't make a kayak display by putting all of them upright. Like, just against a a wall? Like, you know, bungee strapped to something. Well, yeah, or like a post or something. makes it so you can't just knock them over. But that, I mean... Something. Hey, yes. Uh, Like, our children banned from this store? Because... Yeah! They sell basketballs and let kids in. Like, yeah. Tie it up. Tie it yeah. up. Has OSHA my... not been around in a, like, a little while? Because I'm pretty sure that's a fine. Mm. Yeah, they've got bigger fish to fry. Um, but <laughs> there's there's a, like the scene where he wakes up because there's the, like morning prayers and he like pulls the sword out backwards. That yeah. shows oh, that was funny. Yeah, 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 that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Perfect example. So, yes, his use of physical comedy in this movie, I would say, is mine. Yeah, I agree. It was very... Um, 
Chevy Chaseian. Yeah, in like a lot of ways, actually, it's very similar to Chevy Chase. So yeah, the the char- the character or eh, just kind of well, all, let's, kinda let's, all let's, around. Let's 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 move on. Let's move. Well, on. if we're done with that, guys, then why don't you come on over, uh, grab a hold of this hang glider with me, Sean over on the left. All right, Jeff over on the right. All right, and let's get a good running start. Do I just hold? Okay, we're going. Oh, we're going. Oh God! Oh God! Oh God! I'm so scared of heights. Oh fuck! And just feel the wind on your face. It's okay. Take a deep breath and look down there. Oh my God! Do you see? Do you see it? It's the behind the scenes. I don't know. Ah, I dropped the boombox. I dropped the boombox. Oh no! Oh no! The scenes. We were just passing over the scenes, and you clobbered them, but it's okay, because now we're behind them. The Tom Petty. Uh, well, they're behind us. We've moved past. We're in some sort of, you know, we're on another. Oh, I was waving at my cat. <laughs> I thought you were trying to get my attention. No, sorry. Oh, there she is. Man, we got a lot to cut. Sorry. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I live for it. I live for this shit. I love to cut stuff. So, behind the scenes, Sean hit us with some good stuff already from The well, View. Well, That's pretty yeah. far behind the scenes, okay. I'd say. So, there yeah, is so. not much behind the scenes, because hmm. there is very little information about this man on the interwebs. Like, Which is I could crazy. not find much. I found some interviews of The View and The Late Show and a couple, like, you know handful of these uh what's your nuts um like just morning news outlets mm-hmm. that were like yeah come on to the show but oh they um, just got five minutes to kill yeah yeah well i mean it's a fun story right like hey here's a man that says he's out there to kill osama bin laden mm-hmm. and he's like well i'm not actually about to try and kill him i'm just trying to catch him get him to justice it is silly also, the you know the late night or the late show one with like uh, David Letterman, mm-hmm. kind of felt like he was punching down. Uh, but I mean, I feel like Letterman. <sighs> he's Letterman punched down. Kind of what he does. That sounds uncharacteristic. <laughs> yeah. Also, um, what muddled uh, me trying to find information about this man was he also sh- shares, shares the name with a like a competitive bowler, mm. and apparently. It's a lot. That guy's more impressive or popular on the internet than than the man that tried to unsuccessfully hunt yeah. Osama bin Laden, Gary um, Faulkner, so, and Gary Faulkner Jr. Yeah. Well, Just that's not. fair. I mean, have you ever seen competitive bowling? It's pretty sick. They make it yeah. look so effortless, beautiful, graceful. Yes. Uh, majestic. Uh, I've I've got a pretty I've got a pretty juicy behind the scenes Ooh. morsel okay yeah for sure uh which i i think will kind of reframe uh maybe your your opinion on this movie as it definitely reframed mine um Mm, okay so in a 2020 interview nicholas cage is quoted as talking about how this movie did uh, Larry Charles, the director, did not have final cut privileges. Huh. Uh, Bob Wines- Bob Weinstein was the man with the finger on the trigger to make the final decisions okay. with the way the movie was edited and cut. And apparently 
Uh, it was a big problem. Larry Charles was very upset about it. He has uh-huh. distanced himself with this from this movie intentionally because he believes that he it can not even be it was cut up, cut up so much that it could hardly even be called his movie anymore. Uh, and the director's cut is not a av- currently available in any form. That um so that explains a lot about why some of the pacing felt weird and why some parts of the narrative felt kind of disjointed. Mm-hmm. Because well, yeah, it, and they, yeah. Sorry, the the first third has the like voiceover, and then that just disappears. Yeah, and I did notice that. Yeah, it, it like randomly comes back in a couple of times, but it's like, you know, at the at the beginning of the movie, it's happening frequently enough that you you become accustomed to it, and then it disappears for just long enough that when they bring it back, you're like, oh yeah, Ron Howard knockoff is in this, like. <laughs> makes no sense yeah (laughs) so yeah that's interesting sorry i was just reading about that the the editing thing i guess yeah according to some person uh that i don't know on imdb they knew that it could potentially happen and so they purposefully shot the movie uh with as limited footage as possible to make it more difficult to recut yes i also read that which uh you know with that if that is true i wasn't able to verify that information um i mean i guess i really couldn't verify any of this information but look if we're yeah. not going to take nick cage at his word i don't really know what we're doing here so well, yeah, i guess it says paul Shear talked about it on his podcast i don't listen to that one but okay, still, well, like, I, so I there you go it, you know. two different two different trusted sources yeah. uh even if uh, Nick is as unreliable of a narrator as Gary is. I, I trust I trust Paul Shear with my life. So, yeah, like I don't know why they would have a reason to lie about it. Uh... So release the director's cut, you fucking cowards. Because I I enjoyed this movie yeah. enough that I would be very interested to see the director's original vision. Yeah. I I would be very interested to see that. It'd be it'd be great. Find out it's like way darker. <laughs> yeah, it's like not a comedy at all. <laughs> yeah i would i don't know anytime i see a movie that feels strange i and then i learn that it's because of some sort of you know production uh crew meddling or some you know like uh malarkey yeah some kind of malarkey i'm always very interested in what and what the actual director's intent was mm-hmm. uh same thing with like when i see that a movie has been rewritten like seven times i always want to know like what was the first script yes yes yeah like have you ever and, read um uh william gibson's alien 3 script no yeah no. william gibson the guy that wrote neuromancer yeah. wrote it wrote no, the I'm... first script for alien 3 it's awesome huh. but also uh would have been super expensive ah yeah that's a good night read tonight all right <laughs> yeah yeah that oh is somebody made it a comic i guess i have to look into that given uh, how much I love the first two movies in that franchise and how hard it kind of fell off. I mean, they're, you know, yeah. they're still all fine-ish. Yeah, fine, fine. Right. Uh, so, um, you can cut all this, by the way. I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm, I'm falling apart, guys. Um, you okay. want to move <laughs> on to the next section? Now, I think it's time that we move on yeah. to the hardest question of all questions. If you could replace Nick Cage in this movie with any actor, alive or dead... Who would it be? Ooh, why? you put a little, a little joie de vivre. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why I accented the or dead part. My choice, 
totally still alive. So. Putting, a, <laughs> putting a little mystery in there, a little spice. I like it. Uh, that's a great question, Jeff. Thanks for asking. Mm. Why don't you guys go first? Okay, okay. I will go first. I want the dude. I want Jeff. Burgess. Oh. No, I was thinking of a different Jeff. Shit. <laughs> Goldblum. Ah, we got a we got a Jeff off here. Jeff, <laughs> gross. Okay, gross. shit. Ah, man, I no. think. Well, I that's think... not my choice. I just thought you were going with. Oh, oh, it's not your choice. Yeah. Um, mm. that's a shame. I think you would have definitely you would have won that Jeff off. You would have you would have completely. Jeffed well, off. till the next Jeff off. Uh, well, <laughs> the next Jeff new off. segment. New segment, potentially. Um, yeah, pretty, but, that's, yeah. The dude, uh, I uh, the dude to be great. In in specifically, like I, although his character, the dude in the Big Lebowski, is what made me consider him as a choice. I would still like to see him attacking this role. You know, the dude is like a much more laid back kind of version. He's he's like. I, I don't know. I feel like cut from the same cloth as Gary, but went down a different mm. path in life, if that makes sense. Yes. But I, I, I would still like to see the attack that we have in this movie. Uh, but yeah, that was my choice. That's a, that's a very good choice. I think he would be fantastic in this. Um, I think he would maybe mellow Gary out a little bit. From the limited footage that I saw, Gary doesn't seem in real life as like, super high strung as movie Gary does. He seemed a lot more, um, you know, chilled out kind of. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's just cause he's stoned. Who knows? Um, <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. Hey, then Jeff Bridges. Hey, what do you know? Just pulls off stone pretty well. And yeah. Beard, salt and pepper in it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah man. I see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah. I was thinking like, who's the most, like patriotic and like American red blooded, like good old fashioned boy that I could think of that would want to be the guy that hunts down Osama bin Laden. Jeff mm. Foxworthy. <laughs> wow, boys, we got a real Jeff off on our hands. <laughs> I made myself laugh. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> close. Okay. <laughs> so kind of a fox for the energy. Yeah. Um, okay. No, not at all. Like what? I can't even think. Oh god. It just kind of looks like Jeff Fox. Where do you mean? A, no. phys a physical similarity? No, like more rugged, manly, better in cowboy boots. More um, rugged and manly than Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> well, I think you're telling tales out of school here, Sean. <laughs> oh boy. But um, it, it's got to be Kurt Russell, you know, like. Oh, oh shit. Okay, yeah, I, I guess Kurt Russell is a little bit more rugged and manly than. Every episode, yeah. I try and take it seriously, and I, I honestly picture what, um, Kurt Russell would be like in this movie. What do you guys actually think? Picture Kurt Russell in the scene when God is yelling at him and he's crying in the other seat. How's he doing? Mm, well, I, I don't think he'd that. be crying. 
think th this recast yeah. would require a, a definite reframing of, of how this movie unfolds. Yeah. I don't know. I want to see you know kurt russell with a, like a little bit of a ponytail mm -hmm. um you know what i'm saying You'd like love to and see like it. he's got he's got kind of like you know still like more salt and peppery like you know come coming at you with them santa claus mm -hmm. vibes mm -hmm. um damn yeah 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 you know i actually would like to see kurt russell play like a loser well that's that's yeah uh, that's captain ron all the way oh that's mm -hmm. true and also overboard kind of Never seen well, he's one. he's like the uh, well, I mean, he's not really a loser in that movie. He's kind of a criminal who's taking advantage of someone who's got I mean, like, a brain damage. <laughs> ah, so, so I guess so, yeah, a loser. so a 50 first date. That movie gets a little less romantic every year. Uh, okay. <laughs> I <laughs> I actually have a serious kind of answer to this. Uh, Jeff it, Goldblum. But it's not going to seem like it is at first. But hear me out. Okay. Because I actually think he would be fucking perfect for this. Jeff Fahey. Uh, you might have to Boys. Google him. He was the... Uh, oh, super he, have to Google that. Wow. He was the Can lawnmower man. Jeff off? Yeah, it's uh, F-H-A... Nope, F-A-H-E-Y. He was the lawnmower man. He... Uh, okay. Was, yeah. Yeah. Oh damn! I super want to watch the Lawnmower Man now. I have it. Yeah, me too. Movie. You guys ass. have two copies of Lawnmower Man. Yeah, well, got, we're it not... came in a box set. It came with one Lawnmower Man, one Lawnmower Man two. Like you know, we're we're not married. Like we eventually <laughs> might not live together. And at that, could... when that day comes, I, I want not. to have immediate access to Lawnmower Man. That's true. Yeah. What? Because then, when you guys move out, you have to decide who gets the Lawnmower Man. And then that's, you know, you don't want to put the lawnmower man in the middle of that. Yeah, see, I, yeah, someone would get to keep the lawnmower. Someone mm. would get to keep the lawnmower man. Oh, man. Wait, what? You're going to separate lawnmower man from his lawnmower? <laughs> that's like separating lawnmower man from his computer. <laughs> like, what? Can't be done, Jeff. Yeah, his virtual reality, like, no. uh, simulation tube. Like, you can't do it. Well, I think we're about done here. <laughs> oh, my God. As I have said before, usually when we start talking really hard about other movies, we're pretty much done. Uh, do you guys have any closing comments you want to say? You know what? Roundtable it. Do you recommend this movie? Yeah, I, I would recommend this movie. Uh, you know, it's it's a quick watch. It's only like 90 minutes. It's not asking too much of you. Mm. Uh, you know, it's a good getting, getting a drink with friends movie. Oh, man. I was thinking like, much like you're probably done with your laundry now. Um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. This is one of those where it's like, you got nothing better to do on the TV. You yeah. do better to not change the channel if it's on. I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't sound good. Um, it's funny, but it's not the best funny. So take that. Movie. Yeah. <laughs> Recommendation. Right. I would say... I, I'm going to throw my vote in the hat as no. But that doesn't mean... <laughs> just don't. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it. Like, I'm just one person of three yeah. here. So, like, they recommend it and kind of... They recommend it, and then the other one recommends 
maybe not changing the channel if it happens to be on. <laughs> yeah, right, I think, here's... I don't know. It's You're you're going to have to make up your own mind, listener, because yeah, we, we yeah. got like a half a recommendation from two people. In that yeah, thing. so what I would say is like go into the Google box and um, like type in, what is his name? It's uh, Jeff. Jeff no, Damn it. No, the type in Gary, um, Gary Faulkner. Gary type Faulkner in, uh, Fox in the Google Wordy. box. Here's and then, your um, sign. Then go to the view. The like watch watch him on the view. Maybe if you got a couple more minutes, watch him on the late night show. Late sh- whatever Letterman. And then um, hmm. if you still want to watch it, watch him be portrayed as a very silly, very silly um, Nick Cage. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah, I I guess that really is what it boils down to. If you're a fan of silly Nick Cage, yeah, I, I think this movie is worth watching. Yeah. If silly yeah. Nick Cage bums you out, boy, this is not going to yeah. be the one for you. Also, and I mean, this one doesn't have, like, crazy freakouts. It has a couple of him being really silly. Yeah, or, like, smoking not ash and swinging a samurai sword around his hotel room. <laughs> yeah, but even that, it's like yeah, I know, know that's not mean. gonna that's not gonna make the supercut other than maybe mm-hmm. like in between bigger yeah when you gotta outs. you need to fill a little space yeah yeah it's not a, a vamp nice it's tra- not a vampire's kiss I get yeah. what you're saying Sean it's not a vampire's kiss oh hell no. like it's, freak it's, out yeah. or just bizarre fest yeah yeah I don't if know if you're if you're wanting um you know not the bees moment this movie's not for you yeah. <laughs> also by the way if weird nick cage stuff bums you out why what are you doing here <laughs> yeah they're I, doing laundry they're driving to work what do you think they're doing yeah uh, these dishes aren't gonna fold themselves all right guys yeah. uh i think people are probably done with their laundry by this point so i think it's probably time for us to wrap it up jeff did you have something you were gonna plug yeah let's go ahead Whoa. and put a pin in this yeah wait Sorry, go ahead. No, I was yeah. just gonna say new segment plugs. I oh know. yeah, this what? is this is the this is the first plug. Uh, yeah. This is the first time we've ever plugged anything, shilled, if you will. Yeah, uh, shill it. Uh, I <laughs> like, uh, I was recently like a neo-Nazi in Oz. Schillingered that thing. Oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that is I, such uh, a deep cut, Sean. <laughs> I just talk. I'm sorry. It came to me and said it. Uh, So if you haven't had enough of listening to me, Jeff, talk yet, I was recently interviewed by our friend and fellow podcaster Forrest Cochran on his podcast Straightening the Record, uh, where we talked about needle drops in movies was the topic of our conversation. And uh, yeah, really good podcast, really good dude, really good interviewer, and... uh, it, it, it was a little bit off topic from his normal thing. Uh, typically, he's he's I, I mean, I guess not that off topic because we were talking about music, but he has a lot of interviews with local musicians from around Iowa and musicians who started out based in Iowa and have since moved on and stuff. Really good stuff. Check it out. Uh, listen to a bunch of episodes of his podcast because they're all great. Very good stuff. I love it. Um, yeah, I think that's going to pretty much wrap it up, guys. Uh, I'd like to end with one parting question, which is, uh, do you have Denny's in Pakistan? (laughs) (laughs) It's just what my last note was. All right. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.
Thanks for listening. Don't worry, this will be short. If you enjoy the podcast and want updates, check us out on Twitter. We're at Atwack Podcast. That's A-T-W-A-C Podcast for All the World's a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that. Or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first, and then ask if they like podcasts, and then recommend us. Thanks again.